0: Put him on his back, Thurston, right foot kick, down the ground, into the in goal almost, Hodgson cuts it off, Hodgson taken by Norton, he took him late, Marshall skips away, Marshall skips away, Marshall's still going, Marshall's got Richards coming up outside, now inside, Richards pursued. Good evening. It is Tuesday the 19th of April 2022 and you're back for another episode of the Tiger Town podcast with your hosts Toby and Zach. Toby, how are you bloody going mate?
1: (laughs) I can actually say it's not Groundhog Day today. I can be happy and very very happy because not only did we get a win but god we played well.
0: How good is it?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm fighting
0: not. I'm fighting not to be skipping around the house at the moment. I've got to sit in the studio in front of the microphone. I just want to be skipping, jumping, hopping. It was 24 hours ago. More than 24 hours ago. Still buzzing.
1: Yeah. One win. Who would have thought? Who would have thought one win could change everything? But I'm trying very hard not to get ahead of myself. But I've already no. bought, I've already bought grand final tickets. So you know, how's that going to happen?
0: Yeah. No, that's fair enough.
1: So. Well,
0: oh, and rightly so too. I mean, you know, we're, we're basically specials now.
1: Oh, bloody earth. I mean, how are we not, you know, favourites? If you could have told me that
0: one week ago, even a win would have people feeling this way, uh, I wouldn't have believed it. And one win doesn't turn around a record of one and five. No one's under the illusions of that. But what is it about the way that that game played out yesterday that has people both thrilled obviously in the win itself but has people optimistic
1: I, I'm going to say because of the opposition we played against you know it's always good to beat Parramatta we haven't I mean that's the first time in it's only the second time in 10 meetings I think we beat them so they have a very good record against us but from what I have seen at the start of the season Parramatta have been playing extremely patient they build the pressure. They, you know, kick to the right corners. They make the right choice every single time. But we can talk about our attack and, you know, how much time Hastings and Brooks have, yada, yada, yada. But our defence forced them to be impatient. They wanted. To, they got to a point where they were trying to score off every set of six, and that hasn't been the Parramatta that we've seen uh, all year. And the fact that we did that, and then not only that, We defended our line very well. We attacked really well. It was everything that we were hoping for in terms of those one percenters.
0: We spoke at the end of last week and we said, okay, victory aside, what are we hoping for out of this game? And the common trend between the pair of us and, and talking to the punters out there was that we just wanted to see effort and we wanted to see desire. And however the behaviours look like on the field, we listed a number of things, things like line speed, desperation, all that sort of stuff. We saw it in spades in the first ten minutes. Oh, my so you goodness. put it—you put aside the fact that the piggybacking penalties out of there, uh, which was predominantly disciplined. A couple of them, I'm not too sure about um, the man with the whistle, but you know, to be to be perfectly fair, we were a little bit. Um, a little bit pushing it, I think, with discipline, and, and we got ping, rightly so. But to have Parramatta hit us with wave after wave for ten minutes at the start of the game, this is one of the Premiership heavyweights. Mm. Um, and turn them away. They didn't even look. They didn't even look like they were going to come close to scoring. They had repeat set after repeat set, and we just turned them away. Turned them away. And to your point, they just started getting impatient. And this is what's going to start to happen if we turn in a few performances like this, and we've seen it recently. We saw it against the Sharks. The Sharks dropped a bunch of ball. When we played the Titans, the Titans couldn't execute. And people are saying or people have mentioned that maybe these teams are like, someone mentioned it yesterday. I'm trying to think who it was. I think it was Mitch Moses in the post-match, the little shit. He said something along the lines of dropped to their level. We played at their level, meaning that they played like shit because we're a shit team. I don't think it's that at all. I think to your point, talking defense, I think the way that our defense is structured and when we're putting in, in that defense, it frustrates teams and look, we're not the best defensive unit, but we're certainly miles ahead of where we were last year.
1: I 100% agree. And you know, Moses always has to get that little snide remark in there. He does it almost every single time, you know, there's no, he has no love loss for the Tigers. It was good to, I will give him credit, but it was good for him to back up Brooks. Uh. You know, I've been very vocal of the fact that we should part way with Brooks. Uh, he's just not right for the club. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent convinced he, well, I am a hundred percent convinced he's not our halfback. I'm probably, I, I've still got to watch some more to see if he is our five eighth and then I can't remember if it was you that mentioned this or if it was another podcast to listen to. But somebody was talking about when Brooks won halfback of the year in 2018. Now, yeah, he won halfback on the year, but he just did that because he had the number seven on his back. Benji Marshall was, came back, and he came back in blinding fashion that first year back at the Tigers and um, just took a lot of that pressure off Brooks to make those right decisions maybe this is what Hastings is doing now and maybe you know Brooks is not the dominant half we always thought he would be maybe Brooks is you know that guy that just finishes off those silky plays but doesn't direct the team and Hastings showed that he can direct a team around Hmm. but um yeah Yeah, we'll we'll get into that
0: we'll get into that dynamic a little bit and we will obviously preface it by saying it's one game but you can only comment and um I guess, observe and judge the the games that you've seen played in front of you, and um, that's, what we'll, that's what we'll judge those on. Um, but back to – I just want to go back to that defensive conversation for a minute or two ago. Mm. Um, I think that in terms of what was set in how that game was playing out, early stages, it just looked like another typical game whereby – A big heavyweight comes in. They get away to possession in the first 20 minutes and it just cripples any chance of us doing anything. Um, And I was heartened by the fact they turned them away for 10 minutes, but they just kept going. We're not used to seeing a West Tigers team play for eight. And I'm just talking strictly defensive. We'll get into attack as well. But just from the defensive aspect, they played the whole 80 minutes. Hmm. And sitting here now, I'm still kind of baffled about it because we're not used to it. Line speed was there for 80 minutes. Desperation was there for 80 minutes. Kick chase was there for 80 minutes. You know, it was constant. It was spectacular. And I think that's what a few people in the media, particularly, because obviously, you know, that's where we, in the fallout of a game, uh, post-match, generally most of us consume a lot of our media around people in the media, talking heads and people in different podcasts on different shows, that sort of stuff, just interested in what they have to say about it is interesting. Um, but that's what impressed a lot of them as well, I think. Not simply defense, but the fact that um, as much as Parramatta dropped a few dropped a few balls and that sort of stuff as well, the Tigers didn't play like uh, the West Tigers that anybody was used to in any way, shape or form. No. It was a completely different side. Um, and, 100%. yeah, people were buoyed by that, I think, not just the win. And someone else made the comment, one of them, I can't remember who it was made the comment yesterday or last night saying that it's good for the league. And this is what we've been saying. Having successful teams from the bottom end of the table start to play better, start to play more well-rounded games and get these victories here and there is good for the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, off, off the back of just simply the W alone, I think the fact, the way that they played and the j- duration of the entire game and how they, how they um, presented themselves – was really, I don't know, it makes me smile inside. It's weird.
1: Well, it's funny that you say that it's just a team that we're not accustomed to seeing in terms of the West Tigers. I guess an extension of that is think about how many poor discipline penalties we gave away. Now, you think about those times when we've done that in the past. Nine times out of 10, that has led to a try or a repeat set that just led to a try. I was waiting I for it. I was hundred percent waiting for it, but I don't think they scored anything off a penalty. Mm. I think
0: they've. Oh no! They they did score one or two off, or at least when we piggy them back, piggy back to them down the field. Did um, they? I think maybe one off a penalty and one off a six again, but they did because I remember sitting there going, "Oh, they've turned them away. They're going to turn them all away," and then they got one. But I can't remember which one it was. I'd have to um go back and watch the game for a fourth time. But um, no, you're hundred percent on the money. Yeah. We sit there, we, we get used to Tiger's patterns, right? We know the way that these games play out. Because the one thing they're consistent at is those types of things. Compounding errors.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so as soon as you start to see those penalties come thick and fast, piggybacking power out of that end, you just go, okay. All right, here comes points. We don't know where it's going to come, but they're going to get points here. They're going to try there. Ill discipline is going to cost us any chance again. Here we go.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. And that's yeah, I was just like you said, I was waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it, and I honestly can't remember, maybe I was just too much of in a who the hell is this and who where is my West Tigers goal? That disappoint me every week, but there was just, it was like it was like a a light switch went on. It's like, "Oh, so this is how you play football well. Yeah, we can do this." It's, it's kind of like if you look at the performance we put in against the Sharks compared to the performance that we put in against the Eels, you know, defensively maybe okay. Similarities sort of. But for me, overall, night and day. It was like whatever happened during that week between those two games was a miracle worker. It has to maybe that, you know, who what Nick Politis brings in in terms of the... Football Whisperer came in and said something to them. Who knows? But it was just, it was so pleasing to see that that grit, that determination, the desire that they want to play well. And what they've proved to themselves is you keep that going, you can play well. Like you guys are not, like you're first grade footballers. Like, You're the cream of the crop, really. You're not reserve graders. You're first grade footballers. You can play well if you put your bloody heads to it. And that's what happened. I
0: can't remember a game. I literally can't remember a game where I look at the team sheet and everybody played exceptionally well. There's one one name I can can think who didn't. McKaylee didn't have an outstanding game. He wasn't terrible. He made a mistake, but he wasn't terrible. He did a, every, a
1: typical McKayle mistake, which was lazy inside.
0: Yeah, he made he made a mistake, and he led and he contributed lazy on the inside with that Dylan Brown try. So maybe he's one name that we could go. He could have been a bit better, but he also made a few metres in his limited time as well, and he got up and he kept the ball rolling with uh, what um, Tamo and Musgrove laid down. But the point I'm trying to make is I can't remember a game where just about one to seventeen everyone played not just good. Really good. Everybody went up a gear. Yeah. Like one that one person that I think about is 12. Hundred percent. One hundred
1: and sixty odd meters. One
0: hundred and sixty six meters. Forty six tackles,
1: starting I from the bench. Those of those one hundred and sixty six meters, if I read something, ninety of them were post contact. He was. He just kept he going. Had an absolute blinder. And that's but that's the thing we all we've always known this with 12. He's just consistent. He is not. I don't know why he gets put at lock. For the life of me, he's a fronty that just pushes hard, tackles hard, and that's all you need him to do. That's it. I think it's an absolute travesty. He still hasn't scored a try in the NRL. He will, and when he does, <laughs> and I mean, when he does, he's, he's, he's coming. I'm, I'm going to
0: put ten bucks on him every week for the rest of his career because eventually he's going to pay me back and then some. <laughs> hey, what I want to know is. Tamao, 125 metres. Marsgrove, 130 metres in 40 minutes, mind you. Um, Twelve from the bench, 166 metres. Uh, Offa Henggawi, 117 metres. We had three others. So we had Mamalo in the backs, Nofaluma and Laurie all run for – we had seven players run for 100. Our lock, our two starting props and one of our props off the bench all ran for well over 100 metres. Um, why? Why? We did, We weren't playing. I'll say the Bulldogs. The last time we played the Bulldogs, they beat us thirty-eight 0 But we weren't playing. We weren't playing a bottom of the rung side like ourselves. We were playing a genuine Premiership heavyweight. They didn't play bad. Para dropped a few balls, but they had a shitload of possession, and they yeah. were sharp. And they you know dropping balls doesn't affect your defence. No. What 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 was the difference? Why was Twelve running like a man possessed?
1: Something, something. What well, you said before? Like something said, happened, happened during the week. Like I said, hey? it was Nick Politis, the horse, the horse whisperer. The football whisperer must have came by. Maybe
0: Blocker got. Are you in thinking the- of? You're thinking of um Joe Weeby. Is that his name? Joe Weeby, yeah. Used to talk to um Teddy and the boys before they, um, before they shafted us. That's right. Yeah, the Weebster.
1: Um, oh, maybe Blocker finally got in there and gave him a... Bloody gut full of do you guys actually want to play like a rugby league player? I'll show you, I'll show you footage of how you should run. Cause you look the at, yeah, you, know, you look at footage of blocker in the 80s, he ran off the back fence every single time. Yeah. Every time.
0: Yeah, he did for sure. So look, but you know, and it might have been that, but realistically, I'm genuinely wondering what it was. Something has happened during that week that led to that performance. That wasn't just day of, you know, we've played a lot of footy, you and I, over the years. And you don't you don't just go from one week to the next, flat to up, across the board. It just doesn't happen. Especially certain if, play certain players do. Yeah. Um,
1: it doesn't happen either, especially if you go from playing one premiership favorite or heavyweight to another premiership heavyweight and you've mm. gotten your your ass flogged the week before. You don't get up for a game like that. Like, there's something has happened because you. It's hard to not feel deflated, especially if you started zero and five. Oh,
0: yeah, you're copping it from pillar to post. Like things weren't getting easier. If anything, everything was getting harder. Exactly. Pressure was getting harder. They were seeing less success. They were demoralised. They got belted last week by the Sharks.
1: I I honestly can say, or well, I can't say definitively, but there is one change that we can sort of say quite possibly has led to it and that it's, it's very hard to put it on one person but for me Hastings coming in and Hastings being a vocal half being the dominant half possibly the boys are just like okay I know what I need to do because somebody is telling me what to do and to be this-
0: honest, I reckon you need to bang that finger down a little bit more to emphasise it, because you're now this is this is a passionate point you're making here. A couple more taps yeah, yeah. might just do, do it. Just might just get it over the line. I reckon.
1: Well, you know what, I mate, can I can say-
0: hear the taps. I, I can hear the taps are just they're they're flowing through the mic, and you're meaning what you're saying. You 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 know this is important because you're bang on the money.
1: <laughs> or I'll bang on the desk because I'm bang on the money.
0: Exactly right.
1: But that's look.
0: Hastings has got a lot of plaudits as well, and we might go back in in a little bit later in the pod to actually go through our go through our seventeen, right? And maybe we we talk about what we liked. Yep. Um. But as much as Hastings has gotten the um the the media attention and the stories and all that sort of stuff, and it's a lovely story. Um, off the back of the twenty four hours following that game and he kicked the goal and everything else he, he was great yeah um but i just wanted to mention before we go into talking about those individuals and what they did was the one thing that was different for me yesterday was that word desire it's like oh yeah no worries there's a buzzword another cliche word it's like culture it's like what does that mean no one can define it but they know it when they see it yeah bullshit mm. what does desire mean well Desire is Dane Laurie running from 45 metres out on a bomb to absolutely fold Clint Gutherson in half and drive him back three metres into the end goal and then give him a gobful while he's looking up at him. You know why? You now,
1: that's, didn't know you. that's desire, you know, and... Oh, that was also payback. For what? Last year, when we played um, para, Gutho scored a try and basically looked directly at Laurie and gave him a gobful. Godful.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. I had a feeling it might be something like that because he, I lo- the, I don't know. I want to know what he said. Um, And I can imagine it'd be something like that's, that's so-and-so payback, but yeah. I love when he got up and he, and he pointed oh, at him. Yeah, I was thinking I'm coming for you, mate. And it was good. And the boys were into it. And it was, that, that to me, that one play, it was bloody important. It was a, it was a really important, pivotal play, but it just, It encapsulated that entire game yesterday and encapsulated the entire attitude. Yeah. So back to what I said before, it's like, what has changed? That doesn't happen with football teams. Like teams might come out and play better and they might come out and play good and they come out and be competitive. As we said at the start of the podcast, that was an entirely different football team and it was an attitude different. So it's the same players, essentially. A couple of players were dropped or shuffled. They're the same guys. Jersey number might've changed here or there. You know, so there's the same talent. A lot of those guys have been in the side for plenty of games. So it wasn't like we miraculously caught a, a pass or uh, we we capitalised on our chances for once. The team was different.
1: Well, this is what I'm saying. Like we talked, is uh, it the last podcast or the podcast before? We talked about attitude being infectious. You know the. Mm or, you know, things, you know, if we're feeling deflated or, you know, the captain's deflated, everyone else is deflated because he's feeling that. I am saying that one person has come in who we have seen to be a true competitor. Is it the fact he has come in and his desire to win and to play well has leached onto other players? And they're like, okay, well, if this guy's playing like this and this guy's leading from the front, I'm going to join him. I'm going to get in the midst of it. It could also be for the fact of, you know, you go all the footage of when Brooksie entered the dressing room and everyone just cheered and grabbed him and hugged him and everything. Oh, like how,
0: good, how good was that?
1: It could be the fact that the boys realise that how much shit Brooks gets, I give it to him as well. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a saint in all this, but how much he gets because of how they play as well. And they're like, well, that's not a great thing to do for your teammate. You know, it could be a myriad of reasons, but at the end of the day, the true test is going to be Saturday. I, yeah. I'm hoping this isn't lightning in a bottle moment. I'm hoping this is building towards something, but we could have Good an expression, by the way. Love it. Lightning in a
0: bottle. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, and we'll get to talking about the CS game as well, because that's actually important, isn't it? It's the follow-up based upon, yeah, you know, the history of our club and we'll probably We'll probably have a a close look at that game and and maybe preview that one in terms of um, what needs to be consistent as well. Um, But yeah, look, whatever it was, you know, it's just good to (laughs) see it. It just puts a smile on your face. Like I fully expected to lose that game and Mitchell Moses to kick that field goal. Yeah. Because it's happened a thousand times before. And it's a typical Tigers rhetoric, which is, even when we're brave and gallant, we still get pipped at the post. We're just never quite good enough. So to get the, the win was as surprising as it was elating. And I've said to a few people today, like, I teared up. I was this close to, to crying. Not because I was sad or anything, but because there's just been that much emotion invested in this team for so long. Yeah. And it, it just hit, it hit a flashpoint when that happened. And clearly I wasn't the only one. Hastings was crying on the ground covered in his teammates. You know, like, so.
1: you also watch all the footage of the, the the fans at the game itself you would have thought we you would have thought we won the grand final to be honest I mean you got blokes that are up in the the high tier stand just jumping up and down on each other It's like it's 2005 all over again and that's just oh it's so pleasing to see I mean oh this year I mean oh and five playing some very subpar games. It was just great to see the fans actually get something out of it. Something that they're, they can sort of go into work and go, yeah, I'm a Tigers fan. And I'm happy to be a Tigers fan. It's not like, oh yeah, we're, you know, we didn't play well. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. It was just, they got all, every Tigers fan today got a chance to go into work except for me who works from home but gets to go into work, go to their colleagues, and you say, can go into the kitchen and 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 give your wife uh, grief about it. Well, I can go into the kitchen, look in the mirror, and be very happy with myself. Um, yeah, you can exactly. <laughs> but they can go in there. They can talk to their colleagues, and they can be a proud West Tigers supporter. Because I, I said little that I said that to my 11
0: month son last night. I waved his little um, West Tigers jumper in front of him. I said, "We can wear this tomorrow, Artie, and not be embarrassed." <laughs> I said because I haven't wanted to wear it this year because we get laughed at. Did you put him and, put him in his little onesie? Yeah, my wife did um, yesterday morning. She came out because um, I told oh, yeah, her it yeah, was maybe, ga- it was game day and
1: maybe he's it out might, be,
0: might be a, a new tradition. He's got to wear it wear well, it on game day. So
1: I'm going to be pretty adamant with any all of our fans and all of our listeners to this. Whatever you did on Sunday, you will duplicate that on Saturday night because every
0: every damn one of you,
1: every one of us, I'll be at home watching in front of the TV while my wife's cooking dinner. That's what was happening last time. And that's what happened in this time. So absolutely. Um,
0: I was just, I'm just scrolling through the forum and it reminded me of something I got sent last night by a friend of mine. I don't know if it's a G up. I'm assuming it is. But I have that somebody had outlaid a hundred grand or hundred and eighty grand on Parramatta at a dollar. i 7. heard
1: that, yeah, at a dollar
0: five. I've seen, well, I've seen two, which makes me think maybe it's a G up. But I've seen one at a dollar five, and I saw hundred and eighty grand at a dollar seven. So I'm going to assume it's one. nonsense,
1: mate. People make some pretty ridiculous bets.
0: Yeah, like me putting twenty dollars on us at ten dollars and uh, scoring yeah. that one. That was ridiculous at the time, but. All Dude, in.
1: I all never, in. I never bet on the Tigers. Ever. I'm a, I'm, I have
0: to now, according yeah, to you your do. rule. You have Every to game. 20 bucks. Oh, I'm going to load up. All in, baby. Yeah, do it. Um, um, right. So, yeah. so let's 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 bring ourselves back to reality. And, <laughs> yeah. Actually, and, and, um, I'm still buzzing, man. Like you said, it was such a good day. Oh, and good it's day. funny because um, people at work know how passionate I am about our club and Um, and there's plenty of rugby league fans at work um, and they know that I will wear it on my sleeve and they just, they just were all just happy for me to be able to experience a win in that way because they've seen the heartbreak over the years and that sort of stuff. And um, that felt good. Um, They were all smiling. They were all stoked to see it. And like many people have said, Cooper Cronk said it tonight on 360. He said that half the NRL fans in the universe um, probably, I reckon just about every fan, NRL fan or football fan other than Parramatta Hills fans like were did. happy to see what happened last night because it was a good game it was an underdog wins at the last minute and that's all the feedback I've seen on the socials too, like people from all sorts of different clubs fans commenting on how stoked they are for the Tigers to win
1: geez, it was a feel good story well, yeah, you, know, you, you ask a lot of fans of other clubs and they don't have you know, we've got certain clubs that we have a hatred for because for whatever reason, we just don't like them. I mean, personally, I don't like the Brisbane Broncos because I don't like, you know, I'm a blue supporter and I can't go for a Queensland team. But you ask any fan, and there's very rarely a fan that dislikes the Tigers. It's yeah. it's the truth. They're like, oh, yeah, they're okay. Oh, that, they're all right. They're not like, nut can't stand the Tigers. They're shitty. I hate them. It's like... I, I don't think I've ever come across a fan of another club that's been like that. So we're just we're just a lovable friend. That's what we are. Ah,
0: Somebody's just posted when we play the Eels again, we play them at Leichhardt Oval in round 17.
1: I'm getting my ticket. I'm flying away. Oh,
0: I'll tell you what, we've got to book that in and get down there and just absolutely give it to them. Do what they did to us at Bankwest and just only sell tickets to Tigers members.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: Pack that place out and just absolutely berate them from pillar to post and give them everything.
1: And then just throw shit at Mitchell Moses. Oh, wait.
0: Yeah. All right, so we are one and five. Okay, yeah. uh, the monkeys off the back. We've had a win, which is which is good. Um, we're not on the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. All those things. All those things are positives in a season that's been pretty crappy so far. Um, rather than go through a three two one, um, we'll just run through each player
1: um, time again. Think, and it, it'll get pretty old if we fun. just... What's I think, that? I still think it'd be fun at the end of going through the team list to go through a three two one.
0: Yeah, we'll do a three two one for sure, yeah. yeah, But I'm just saying that we'll just have a quick run through. It'll get a bit boring if we just go, they were great. Oh, they were great too. Yeah. So tell me something that you liked about each of these guys. Um, I've already said mine with Dane. His kick chases were what set the tone for me yesterday. Uh, he didn't have a perfect game. Like no. he fumbled, I think, or he missed two high kicks. Um, both from their hands, one of which led to a try. He wasn't perfect, but this is what we're talking about. It's the tenacity and the will and the desire. And he had it in spades yesterday and he took it to him as yep. a little, little flyweight underdog. I loved it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard to go past that tackle. It is mm. so hard. Like when I saw that happen, I was out of my seat. Oh yeah. I was just like, that is, that is rugby league at its finest.
0: Yep. Absolutely, um, especially and, and a the- young, yeah, he, he's played what twenty first grade games. Yep. given it, given it to the top four fullback who's played Origin in his home at his home um, venue
1: with thirty thousand screaming Parra Eels fans, and just given it back to him. i that was good. I was just happy to see because sometimes Guthrie needs to be taken down a couple of notches, and oh, yeah, it's nice to see that.
0: No one dislikes that. No, putting someone in their place. No. a bit offer for me His finishing yesterday was just on point he oh, was he yeah. was so unlucky not to get that last try he did everything that he could he was yeah. he was a handful was great and he,
1: defense on their part but they got there quick yeah it was yeah
0: but both both that one and the try that he scored earlier in the match mm. geez he did well to even get within Kui, the try line
1: his his positional play was quite good as well like what happened between him and Jimmy Roberts from last year, I don't know because I know they were living together last year. Maybe they don't live together anymore and they don't annoy each other as much. But there is just something special on that side in defense and yeah. attack like they just know what each other's doing. And I can't remember a center pairing. The last center pairing I can remember that was like that.
0: Do you mean yeah. wing that's, center combo?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wing yeah. Combo. yeah, that's right.
0: Oh, yeah, what you meant. That was yeah. that was
1: like that, it was probably back in when I don't know Lottie Takira and Chrissy Lawrence were there.
0: Yeah, they work well they together. I thought you were gonna say Dean Collis and uh, Daniel Fitzhenry.
1: No, I was actually <laughs> thinking of Pat Richards and Shane Elford, but that's okay.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Wasn't he on Fadoira's side? No. Nah. Oh was he's the other wing
1: I remember I remember it very, very vividly, there was a whatever game it was, um, Pat Richards scored a try. Elford was on his side and Elford ran up and looked like he was about to just make out with him. So that's how I think, that's how I remember that they were on the same side at one point. So.
0: Great tangent where we're on here. Oh yeah. Um, I agree. I, and and that leads us into to Jimmy Roberts as well. What I'm liking about Roberts at the moment is he's just doing his job. Yep. And I'm happy with that at the moment in a team and a squad that's lacking quality centers and from a bloke who has notoriously been a bit of a turnstile and really erratic, um, he's just doing a good job. And I'm, if I could just lock that in for the rest of the season, James yeah. Roberts doing a good job, I'm done. I'm happy.
1: Yeah, me too. I For me, it's it's his efforts. Yeah. Um, he's showing it, it doesn't he? It looks like he wants to be there. Yeah, perfect example is he still isn't the best defensive center.
0: No we,
1: we'll never claim that.
0: I think he, he would be misses, the first one to
1: say that. If he misses one, he gets back as quickly as he can to cover up. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, second push, effort. Doesn't hang his head, doesn't sit there and, oh, someone else will get it. He's like, no, nah, I've missed that. I'm getting it back. He just has that. He just wants to push himself. And that's what's pleasing to mm-hmm. me.
0: Um, Star Tower. Um, I hope Oliver Gildart's enjoyed his brief holiday in Australia because he's going to be pretty bored playing reserve grade oh. for the next couple of years.
1: Insane, um, insane that he was. He's a lot better as a center than he is as a winger. As soon as Mamala oh, was, and he went to, yeah. win, we lost something. Well, I think the only thing we lose with that
0: maybe is the punch out of the backfield, which is what Ken Mamala does quite well with his his big hard runs. But yeah, he he goes well in center and Toa's um, sharper than I ever gave him credit for. That bloody he, what's that?
1: A break he
0: made. Yeah, just strong. But just when he when he moves, you can tell he's sharp. Not dissimilar to what Gildart was looking like. Their first couple of steps are really quick. And a few times I saw him, he didn't get a whole lot of opportunities other than that one little half break that he made. But the couple of times he got the ball and took a first couple of steps, I was like, oh, wow, shit. He's going to be slippery. So if he's given a few chances, I think that he's going to surprise us. And same thing in defense as well. Was he on near Corre? Right?
1: Uh, yeah, he, he yeah, was. It
0: was. Yeah, and Nick was was oh, barnstorm. A, he was running off the he, back fence every time. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was running like a stuck pig. Yeah, he was. He was mental. But um, yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was a good effort by by Star, and I'm happy, happy keeping there. I'm happy to see him there at the moment. He's doing a good job.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Kenny came back in after being semi dropped. Um, and he had a pretty reasonable game on. So. He,
1: he, he wasn't spectacular, but he wasn't bad. He looked like he, again, wanted to be there. Um, it's funny that what we were talking about after the team list was named last week, he was, you know, oh, we've made this raft of changes. <laughs> Everything, you know, we're going to, you know, put a broom through the squad. And then after all, the other people that were dropped was Peachy and up. but that's fine. His defense wasn't horrible. He did give us that punch out of the backfield. But he still, I don't know, he still, to me, still feels like he doesn't want to be here. And by that, I don't just mean the West Tigers. I feel like he doesn't want to be in Australia. I feel like he misses New Zealand, which is fair enough. I feel like he's just biding his time before he can go back. Uh, it's unfortunate but that's just what i feel but i can't say he did anything wrong so we you know yeah yeah i
0: i don't know i don't know about all that but it would make sense if it was the case so i'm not saying the same thing i actually think he's a bit injured to be honest i think he's playing semi-injured because we don't have a lot of options
1: yeah um,
0: oh, i think he's got some hamstring troubles and a few things i think that slows him down a bit i can't I can't fault his effort. He can still finish for, for a big dude. Like the way when Laurie um, drew in uh, the winger and he got over in the corner around Gutherson, like Mm. he's an athletic fella for a big dude. And he's a threat under the high ball and his carries out of the backfield are huge for us. Yeah. He, he just tucks it under his wing and runs bloody hard. He ran for 112 meters and he did his job. If he, if he can get rid of the jitters under the high ball and he can show a little bit more desire in those couple of efforts that we saw the other week that led to him being dropped. Um, same thing in terms of happy being there. Just keep doing your job, mate, keep doing the tough runs and he's probably, he's the best option at the minute, right? Oh, he's yeah. a co captain.
1: No, oh, Jesus. Uh,
0: right. Let's get to Brooks. Brooksie, what'd you like?
1: Again, it just looked like he had the weight off his, the weight of the world off his shoulders. He looked like he was he, –
0: he had so much time. He surprised me with how resilient he is. Like, he has been absolutely lambasted. And I thought in the last couple of weeks that he's started to look disinterested and, like, it's all got to him. Yeah. That, but that was,
1: little that – That
0: little. That, yeah, that little change. Um, and I, I'm not going to say it's necessarily because he's got a different number on his back. But in terms of positional stuff between – we'll talk about the pair of them at the same time, right? Yeah. This is something that a lot of them have said in the last 24 hours, and I agree with it 100%. Simply having him that second man out has yeah. given him two so, or three, or two or three, yeah, two, so much time because he's got two or three more meters um, to the rear and he's got a good five meters wider. So that gives him more time to make decisions. I, for years, have always thought when you're playing the Tigers, the best way to beat them is rush them because with Brooks as the halfback he doesn't make good choices when he's rushed. No. That's his that's his biggest issue. When he's got time and the team's moving forward, um, which we'll get to the forwards in a second, how it pivotal the role they played yesterday was. But um, when he's got time, he doesn't make rash decisions. And it, he's not a clutch player for me, Brooksy. He yeah. might hit a field goal once every two years, but he's not clutch. What he is, is class. And class isn't necessarily clutch so he's going to have those touches like Benji used to right rush Benji back in the day and it would be trash he'd throw throw a cut out ball into the first row or you know he'd try to do some sort of banana kick inside out and it'd go dead by 20 metres but given more space given time to make the right decision that played a big role and by having Jacko in closer who looks like he's got time with the ball could dig into the line and get us out even the second man plays worked I couldn't believe that yeah. when Mamalo went over in the corner, I was like, "A second man play worked." <laughs> it was unbelievable, um, and it think- just it, it seemed to yeah, it just seemed to be from the way that that dynamic worked in terms of the ability to set him further back and the lines that he was able to run off the back of that.
1: And yeah, and another perfect um, example of that of how much time he had and how he clearly needs that time to make the right decision, was the first try to Looch. You watch that. Mm. You watch him. He saw that coming. He's like, actually, this is going to work. And it's not your typical Brooks at the line, you know, pegging at your face, you know, because that's what he thinks might work. It was, this is going to work. And he threw a beautiful, it was a hard ball, but it was straight to the chest. Yeah. But it was, a, it
0: was a brilliant line too, right? And Great he, line. And because and the- he's got the time, he's got two options. Like all those all those short pass, first man or second man at the back plays, realistically, they should both be options up until the last second, right? Yeah. Was if he's got time, he can make that decision as to what he sees instinctually. And more often than not, the better players with more time make the right decision. And that was the perfect decision.
1: Just think, I'm just sort of, you know, sort of going off the cuff here. Just think, if back in 2018, when those rumours of Nathan Cleary coming over actually worked, and it was Cleary and Brooks, Cleary was the dominant half. That'd be funny. <laughs> what ifs, hey? Uh, what, what a if-
0: what a different what a different world we'd be in. It um, would have been a it would have been a vastly different club. Russell Packer still would have stunk it up though.
1: But- oh yeah. Um, but for Hastings, for me. The thing that, and we know it, we know he has it because I've seen it in the Super League, how vocal he is. And I've said this time and time again. My halfback needs to be somebody that screams on the field, directs his team where to go. And Brooks. They should call I, him the Maremma. I don't know does that just is. Doesn't, he just
0: sheepdog. dog. He doesn't shut up.
1: No, exactly. And that's, and, you know, Brooks has never, ever been like that. And I've said this quite a few times. That's why for me he has never been I've never seen him as a dominant half. He's no cleary, he's no Brook. I mean he's Brooks. <laughs> he's no Cleary. He's no Thurston. He's no kronk. He is if you if you look at us when we've been the most successful, we've had a somebody who enjoys structure to somebody who has likes to play what they see in front of them. I haven't like, met... Like
0: um, Scott Prince and Benji
1: Marshall. Scott Prince, Robert Louie, Benji Marshall. Mm. You know, we've never had... Um, since Brooks's time, apart from that 2008, and granted, he got halfback of the year, but, you know, only because he had the seven on his shirt. That was the only reason he got halfback of the year. Could have got five-eighths of the year, to be honest. Um, but... That's what I see now. I see Hastings as somebody who's barking orders, directing his team, getting his forwards on the front foot. You watch it. I saw it at least three times in that game. He pointed at a forward and he said, it's your run. Mm. And the boys just ran. because
0: he was also, he'd have the ball in hand and he'd point at the post or he'd point at a defender. Yeah, like I he, think was, that a lot, he hey? was letting the ref know who was offside. Yeah, yeah, he was letting his teammates know where we're running next. He's like, "You're in here." Yeah, my favorite thing I mentioned to you earlier, um, off air, was uh, when Dylan Brown made the um, made the break up the center,
1: hmm.
0: and what he did was he he wrong footed Zane who rushed up too quick and moved the inside to Zane. McKayle was lazy on the inside; should have been covering from B marker, and he got through. Uh, and they must pass it off to, Mar- um, to Marnie and they scored. Jaco chased in. The two people that had sandwiched in to try to get Marnie was actually Brooks and Jacko, who were both wide on either side of the field. Yep. They were the main chasers to come in. The second Jackson Hastings got up and the camera footage panned to him, he walks He walks straight back in towards the field of play and pointed. I don't know if it was at Musgrove or McKaylee. I'm assuming it was the pair of them. And you could see him mouth, oi. And then whatever he said off the back of it, but he called them out immediately. And I love that to your point yeah. of talking. He called him out right then and there and said, I'm not I don't know what he said. I can only assume it was something along the lines of F and F and F and, F and something F and right, which I'm okay yeah. with. Yeah. Because basically, basically what he said is, You two blokes, that wasn't good enough. We're fighting and scrapping here, and we've got a fair chance of winning this game. Fix it up and you should have been better there. And fair, fair crack. Those, yeah. you know. The forwards played well, but that was a stuff up. They got lazy, poor choice, and they should have been called out for it.
1: And someone did. Exactly. Accountability. And that's what I've been saying from time and time again. Like I I want somebody to call these guys out on their laziness and on their, you can say stupidity or you can say poor reads, whatever you want to say. But I've been saying it so many times and I've been saying it on this podcast as well it looked like there was just people that were getting coddled. Oh, don't worry, mate, you'll get the next one. You'll get the next one. No. Hastings gets up there and says, you, you, you didn't do it good enough. Clean up your act and get better.
0: Yeah, and and Madge has been struggling to find that balance between driving those standards and trying to look after, not the egos, but the fragility of some of the players' um, confidences. So he's been stuck between having to go hard at them as a disciplinarian and trying to sort of mo- molly – Coddle them through to make them feel better, so they've got better self-esteem, so they play better. And he's found that hard. It seems as though through Jackson Hastings, he's now got somebody, and and as you as we said earlier, hopefully it's bleeding into everyone else. But he seems to be a bit of a lightning rod for getting that same mentality on the field, which is what we spoke about several weeks ago with what Cameron Cameron Smith was. He was the conduit to Bellamy on the field, where the standards didn't drop from the coach's box, in through the captain, out onto the field. The stuff, it was consistent. And, look, we know that it's very difficult to not get ahead of yourself when you're talking about patterns within a team or where you see things going. But just simply based upon the early signs that we're seeing, this is what it seems to be so far. And, we, and we, as we said earlier, we can only comment on, what, on the games that we've seen in front of us, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that he is starting to be a bit of a conduit, what you would normally think of as captain material for the messages and accountability. Maybe not just simply from Madge, but from all the coaching staff and the players themselves. Actually getting there at the time and going, that's not good enough. You get there, get up, cut that out, go again. And not he and he alone, but he's somebody that, as you said, is driving those standards and doing it live on field.
1: Yeah. No, 100%.
0: 100%. Which is fundamental. You need yeah. that.
1: No, I and I'm very happy to see it.
0: So. Yeah, hundred percent. Tarmel and Musgrove. We'll talk set about the them as, as a duo. Set, yeah, they did. They yeah. just. Yeah. Set the they just. They just played, ran, tackled hard. Both ran for over 100 meters.
1: What more do you need from your front rowers? Nothing. That's it. Yeah.
0: Zane made that mistake made that one error on Brown, that tackle, that missed tackle. But other than that, those two blokes were, I won't say, flawless. They just played really well, and they set a really good foundation. They're both big blokes, and so they bloody well should have, and let's long, mate, continue.
1: Well, the one thing that was I found extremely pleasing was when we got the ball off a kickoff, if it went to Zane's, um, Zane's side, every time he went towards the line. And I I see it with the premier front rollers of our game, the the Bromwiches, the Fisher-Harrises, everything like that. Off a kickoff, when they go to the line, instead of staying upright, where it's a lot easier to get driven back, he went and he led leant forward so that if they tried to drive him back, it was damn near impossible the way that he was leveraging himself. But it also gave him enough momentum to drive. And you watch almost every single kick return, He'd probably get caught at the ten metre line, but he'd get tackled at the fifteen mm. because he had that momentum. There was no backing down. I'm off the back fence. I'm going straight for you, and I'm going through if I can. So I was happy with nah, that. Great think,
0: foundation.
1: Yeah, I think Tamao just did what he needed to do. Yeah, didn't. I wouldn't say he had a captain's knock because, he, like again, he wasn't flawless, but he did enough for me to again reiterate that we need a sole captain and I'm happy for that to be Tomo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm loving what he's bringing this year. I mentioned I mentioned um, the other day that Tameo is doing now what we hoped he did he would do last year.
1: Yeah.
0: 100%. He's he's come in as an experienced campaigner who's doing a great job, who's setting the standards, leading from the front saying all the right stuff, and he's clearly respected within the club. Um, and I'd go so far as to say I'd re-sign him for 12 months if we've got the capacity, because if he can do what he's doing now and maintain it for this year and next, give him another 12 months.
1: I, I, would, I would solely for the fact that I think he could be an extremely great mentor for Steph.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, 100%. And if we don't have a, a great front row partner ready to go for, for Steph next year... Yeah. And he's willing to go around again. He's a terrific clubman. And you could do a hell of a lot worse than keep current form, current attitude, James out in and around the club. No, I agree. Uh, Jake Simpkin, his best game in a Tigers jersey, in my opinion.
1: His best game in any jersey. Love him. Regardless of the Tigers jersey. Yeah, he represented you know under-18s Queensland, but it's under-18s, not against men. Um, best game I have ever seen him play. And it was just so shattering that he came off. I was shattered for the kid. I was like, "Oh, you have found." And that's, that's that's the thing. He- so much, so bad luck too. Like
0: it was just someone, yeah, just stepping on the in, on the instep of his of his that's foot, jumping was, for a you ball. Know,
1: you can't blame the Eels play for that. It was no malice. It was no nothing. It was <sighs> not just at bad all luck.
0: pure bad luck. Gee, we've copped a few of them over the years.
1: Oh yeah, but you know you. again you know a lot more about anatomy than I do but I've been reading up and there's like he's been named this week but you know there's a possibility he's out for a maximum of six weeks so
0: it entirely uh, depends look as far as I'm aware they're going to be optimistic with it and Madge said in the press conference yesterday that um, it's it's not as bad as maybe they thought and, and he looks like he could possibly be okay, but that's going to be pending scans, right? So it was a lateral roll of the ankle. So it could be yeah. anything from completely grade three torn ligaments, which is surgery to a broken fibula based upon, it would look, it looked pretty bad. And he was sucking on the green whistle too. Um, was, but yeah. It, yeah. But a lateral ankle sprain can, people can come back in a week now they don't tend to, I think if anyone, maybe Campbell Gillards, by the looks of his, was a lot less. He could possibly come back in a week. They can usually strap it up. They can keep it moving, keep it mobile. If, if I was to option a guess, having not seen any scans, I'd say he's probably a grade, a, a grade two or something lateral ligament sprain. You can sprain a couple of the different lateral ligaments in your ankle, and maybe we're looking at maybe, two, maybe three weeks. So, um, it's unfortunate. I might be wrong. It could be up to six, like you said, if it's really bad. It could be eight to 10, including surgery, which is a bit that becomes big issues there. Um, and let's just hope there's no fractures in and around it. And fingers crossed that it's, um that it's less is more yeah. because yeah. What he produced yesterday was fantastic.
1: Like my God, like he was getting the forwards over the advantage line every single time. And that's why the forwards, I, I feel that was a, a large part in why the forwards played as well as they did. Because they were able to get over the advantage line prior to, yeah. um, you know, sorry, with the help of their hooker. I mean, obviously, yeah. little hasn't been doing that the last few weeks, and um,
0: but then, but then he was at the start of the year, like it was weird. Yeah, and fatal.
1: something happened there. I, I think it's because you know we pr- probably haven't offered him a new contract, and we've signed Appy. The writing's on the wall, and so he's just sort of thrown his toys out of the cot.
0: Possibly. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Again, again, saying shit off the top of my head, I could be completely wrong. But yeah, yes, I very much hope that it is uh, very, very minor. And Mm. if he has to miss any time, it is extremely minimal.
0: You know, and and it wasn't the breaks that he made yesterday that excited me. It was the very thing that you just said. It was the ability to get his forwards out and over the advantage line and take the markers out of play almost every single time. That is a fundamental thing the best hookers all do. Yep. And I hadn't seen it prior. They'd all been shoveling from the ground. And service had been good and bad for both Simpkin and Little this year, but none of them had been jumping out, drawing markers and getting their guys over the advantage line with one or two side steps to the left or right. That's what he did so well last night. And holy hell, it created a shitload of space. Oh not, only spa- not only space, but then it just created momentum in the sets. And then off the back of that, he would feed off that. And it was one of those positive feedback loops where quick play the balls would lead to him getting them out, getting them out over. And uh, it was just – it just made the whole system function like a well-oiled machine. And and we can't actually discount Jake's role in giving the halves more time yesterday. No, 100%. As well. So, yeah, oh, it's just – and this is when – going back to what we are saying before, they look like a different team.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it just looked like things clicked. And it's like,
1: oh, I see
0: – I see where the optimism is coming from,
1: but um, I can literally probably count on my hand on one of my hands the amount of times we were caught in our own 40 off a kick return, off Mm. dropouts, or I mean, off kickoffs, things like that, because we just kept moving forward. We kept moving forward. I think, no, I think in that first half, apparently, what did I hear during the commentary? We maybe had four tackles in their own 20. So four, we didn't get past that. But I think we only got tackled maybe three times in our own 20. I mean, um in our own 20 before the, you know, fourth tackle. So we just had that momentum moving forward consistently. And that was just so happy to see. Again,
0: it comes from desire. It comes from yeah. people running off the back fence when we're third tackle on the 20 and they're just going, "No, nah, bugger this." I'm going as hard as I possibly can. I'm trying to break tackles, quick play the balls because all it takes is one. And you're right, we didn't get pinned inside our own twenty once, whereas it looked like there was at least half a dozen sets where that was going to be the case. And as as you said, we got out to the forty on just about all those occasions because someone at some point broke a tackle or two, or got an offload away, or got a got a quick play the ball up or something. It just got us enough to get us out of trouble, and it was it was bloody good. Well, yeah. Um Luch played quite well, and obviously he he um he made that important try. But to be perfectly honest, I reckon that's the quietest that our two second rowers have played this whole year.
1: I would hundred percent agree, especially Tuolagi. He, he played he ran for 18
0: meters. Tuolagi. 18 meters.
1: Wow. What was how many tables did he
0: make? Five runs for 18 meters. Um, where is defense?
1: Hang on, a sec. Well I don't really remember us going wide very often and if we did go wide we'll go into our centres. He
0: made 30 tackles so he worked
1: quite hard worked in, in defence. Yeah,
0: two missed, two ineffective. Um to be honest that actually in some in a weird way excites me because what everyone has been saying is that we're losing our two most dangerous players and it's a statement that's 100% correct. Um, in regards to our two second rowers, they've been playing great this year. They're probably, and we've mentioned, probably our two form players yeah, to start yeah. the first five rounds. And they were probably the two quietest yesterday. Um, obviously, Luch maybe not say so he, had, he had a great couple of touches. Um, but particularly Tualagi, he didn't play bad. He was just really quiet and the team still excelled. That makes me happy. And it gives me some hope heading into next year, as far away as it is, that the rest of the squad has the capacity uh, to outshine their second rowers, particularly because they're on the way out. So, those two boys were good, but um, yeah, they—you um, know—it's good to see the rest of the team come up and, and make up for them having quiet games. Which leads us into Joffa. He's just doing Joffa things at the moment. Yeah, I don't
1: look, like,
0: Jesus, you don't notice him because he's
1: just—he's
0: just, he's just there,
1: hard, running well. He's becoming that perfect link between the yeah. halves and out the back.
0: 34 tackles really? at
1: 94%. Like, I never saw Joffer as a ball player at all. 120 like, odd like, metres. I said this time and time again. He's a fronty for my eyes. Yep, no. He has turned me around completely. And he's consistent.
0: Like, how many weeks in a row now have we been saying, wow, off Hangow, hang out, he's playing well. It's getting to a point now where it's like, maybe this is just what he's doing. Um, he's found that role at 13, and... I know Peach is in that thirty-man squad. He can he can get he can stuff.
1: Go, he can go back to Gold Coast for a like. Yeah,
0: yeah. Get lost, mate. Like dead set. You're wasting, he's,
1: up, you're wasting up our salary cap.
0: Joffa has played himself into a starting position for the rest of the season, in my eyes, in the way that he started this year. He is.
1: He would have to he, have a few very diabolical games to drop to be dropped. And
0: he's a, and he's a West Tiger, so we won't rule it out just yet. But gee, he started the year well, and to your point, he's not one-dimensional in that position. He's offering more than what Twolly did in yep. 13. Um, he's got a motor on him too.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't even... Like, even when he was at... 60 Bronco minutes he played in the middle. Broncos and, you know, making origin squads and things like that. I don't really remember him playing as well as he is now. To, uh, no. to, to the credit, I don't really watch Broncos games. But in saying that, he's like... It's just reiterating that he is playing... <laughs>
0: He's playing really good football.
1: Yeah, He's – I would not be surprised if he's in a Maroons jersey again this year.
0: I Yeah, well, if he keeps it up, um, he's lost, going to – They've lost one, def-
1: so there's no there's a spot missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, if, if he keeps it up, again, like I said before, long may continue because there's a few players in here that are starting to find some form. And it's not just this one game we've spoken about it a few weeks in a row and it's really, really pleasing to see. I'm really pleased to see that we've got a lock in there that's doing a great job in the middle. Come on. Right. Um, so good on Joffa. Well done. Um, on the bench, we've got Jock, uh, 12 McKayle, and Garner. So Garner, Garner didn't really do a whole lot. Um,
1: he came on into the centres when Mamalo went off. Yeah. And yep. toll, into the, uh, yeah, so toll went
0: to the wing, yep. So nothing really to speak of there. Jock came on, didn't play a whole lot of minutes. Um, no. Obviously, that was – it was a handy backup to have. Um, yep. And it pushed Brooks into hooker, which is what we're all wanting to see. Um, Jock was okay. He got in the – he messed up one or two of the field goal opportunities, which was a bit disappointing. um. But other than that, yeah. Look, he did his job. He, he's a strange pick on the bench, considering he's a specialist halfback. And I think the plan originally, from what we could, were well, the whispers around, was that uh, he would come on at some stage and Brooks would go into hooker, which ended up happening by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, geez, Brooks's passes out of hooker were exciting. Yeah, he just he's just flipping thirty metre flat bullets into someone's bread basket time after time again. I thought, mate,
1: that's. We've said that, like we said that last week. Oh, you know,
0: uh, we've been on the Brooks to hook a train for a while, but then he he played really well at 5'8", So,
1: yeah, you wouldn't move him where he was. So he would, you know, there's a there's a argument for him to be our be- that Brooks was our best player last uh, last one night. So hmm. uh, you wouldn't move yeah. him about. You know,
0: and and we've spoken about twilight length before. That was one of his best games in a Tigers jersey that I've. That I've seen him play. Um, and it wasn't because he made 46 tackles and ran for 166 meters. It was the way that he went about it um, from the moment he came on. And I actually really like that idea of 12 coming on at the 20-odd minute mark, 25th minute mark, and playing out the game because he's got one of the best motors, if not the best motor, out of props oh, in the whole competition. Easy. Yeah. But it wasn't the meters, it wasn't the tackles on their own. It was the way he went about it. He ran. Like, I've never seen Alex Twill run. He broke tackles. He looked for offloads. He ran in gaps. See, all that sort of stuff. It was comes just...
1: Back to what has changed?
0: That's all I know. That's why we're perplexed. It's a case of going, where has this been, dude? Yeah. But And 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 maybe what's happened is that the coaching staff have got together and they got right, we need to start giving these blokes individual, small-scale goals around effort, and that's it. Let's take the complication out of it. Right, Twillie come in. Mate, this week, it's not about efficiency. It's not about blocking up the middle. We want you to run hard. We want you to go on. And when you go on, this is your mantra change the game. Because that's what it looked like he was trying to do. Every carry was trying to change the game, break the game open. There's a couple of stages where he actually ran onto short balls like a second rower and nearly got through. And I thought,
1: oh, is it? Is he going to break the duck? No, he he doesn't. Damn it.
0: Uh, if he, if he did, we'd all be riding him home. But, oh, um,
1: bloody oath!
0: He was great. I'm, ha- uh, you know, and mate, for him to play that role to come on for, at the 20 minute mark and play the game out with that same attitude, I'm all for it. That's a really unique prop rotation in in the NRL. I can't think of another player that does it, and it can really work to our advantage. So keep him on the bench, keep him playing that role, big minute prop, but not starting. I think it could be a um, a really um, a really Effective strategy for the squad.
1: No, I agree. Right.
0: Yeah, uh, the only other, other one was McKaylee. Made a couple of McKaylee esque mistakes. Um, see, he's he's one that we did mention before. Um, he wasn't he wasn't particularly great, but he, he wasn't terrible either. He did okay, and I really want to see him go well because sometimes you see him wind up and you think, oh mate, you could be anything. Oh, you know, yeah. We're still just waiting to you see know, it, I'm, but
1: we met the bloke and he is so big in person. He's a my He's huge but he's thick. Yeah. And I'm like, if God, if you could just put some passion and desire behind that, you no one would want to run at you.
0: Yeah. A lot of talk about, um, he's on borrowed time and heading up to Redcliffe, but that's just, that's just speculation. There's nothing, there's no real talk or anything about that. People have said it for the longest time, but, um, I'm happy to keep him a tiger, but he's got to start showing us something. Yeah. So look, that's our 17. That's our rundown. Um, as we said earlier, I think that top to toe, the team just, the bottom line was effort. And again, it's a cliche, um, but showing that desire and showing that effort in all different in a number of different areas, showing that you want to be there, showing that you can match it with whoever you can. They got the result. Um, the challenge is going to be backing it up against the Rabbits this week on Saturday. And that has, as Benji said, as recently as tonight on 360, as being in the Tigers dressing sheds, he said that's always been the issue with this club is trying to back up those big performances. So when Tigers have, Tigers have always had a big performance in them. They've always had an upset in them. At least we go back as far as our, our span of, um, of what people might term unsuccess, which, which it is, which is lack of finals experience, uh, sorry, appearances. So we could deem that our decade of uh, disappointment. Maybe I could, I could coin that term. In that period of time, we've always had an upset in us. We've always had the ability, and we have each and every single year, you can probably go back and pick out a performance or two where we've just absolutely not blown teams away, but surprised everyone and come up with a cracker of performance. Yeah. Benji's was. point on Benji's point on 360 tonight was that every time that happens in this club, if you enjoy your success too much, which has happened, the expectations soften. And how often is it that off the back of something like that, this same club is coming out the following week and just put in an insipid performance. Yeah, it's as, it's as predictable as us always letting in tries after penalties. It's the same thing. All right. Yeah. So true change means backing up that performance, even just once. If they back up with what is similar desire, similar efforts, similar mentality this week against, Rabbits, win, lose, or draw, if they look like the same team that came out last week, that is a complete change, a complete 180 from what we've seen for a decade. I can't remember the team being up two weeks in a row to that degree ever. No. And that's that's probably selective memory, right? I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure we've had a couple of good performances in a row, but not to this degree. That is a big if, though, and that's if they can continue what they showed us uh, on Monday.
1: No, I 100% agree. And again, like you said, win, lose or draw, if we can just show up with that desire, I will feel slightly optimistic again. And that's usually my downfall is feeling optimistic. But like you said, I, off the top of my head, I cannot remember a time when we have had a performance like we did yesterday and backed it up with a similar performance the week after.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Not remember off the top of my head. And it's definitely hasn't in, oh, it might've been in the Cleary day or well, Cleary months um, that we had something similar, but no, I honestly cannot remember off the top of my head in the last 10 years. Something mm. like that happening.
0: And especially not to be up to that degree.
1: no. And that's, I guess that's another thing that's a little bit concerning is how, how do you bottle that, how that, like that feeling that like when they won, when that, you know, that elation came, you know, to the surface and they were, oh my God, this is amazing feeling. How do you bottle that so that you don't waste it, so to speak? So, you, you know, you can sit there and, cause that can be draining. Like we've, you and I both won grand finals. We both know what that feeling's like. Um, Obviously not to this degree, because this is first grade, we played park footy. But, um, you know, that feeling is just, it can be exhausting. It can be overwhelming. And I guess that's another thing in terms of how do we manage that? And that's- exactly
0: right. And look, they've shown they can do it, right? So the first step was, can this is this squad actually up to it? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. They beat a top four uh, premiership contending team who weren't at their best, but they also weren't average. Paramount played right. We've established that yesterday. They played right. They had plenty of ball. They so they could, they could have well and truly flogged us. This squad can do it. The next step then, when we're talking about things like accountability and standards and all that sort of stuff is – can you repeat it? They don't have to come out and play as well as they play. They don't have to. It doesn't have to be the same type of game. They don't have to be as up. But can they repeat in the same? Can they? They put a performance back to back in the same realm as what they did on Monday, and it's a short turnaround too. Mm. It's a five day turnaround.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's a way, that's a challenge unto itself. So that's where we're going to find out more about if there are wheels turning at this club, and we're not saying. Look, we're not saying Will's turning off the back of one victory. We're saying things that have been in place over the course of 18 months. And yes, we've been losing games at the start of the year, but there's still been things that you can pull out that are positive. They're talking about changes, talking about cultural changes, talking about expectations, talking about personnel changes. And it it came to a head a little bit with the win on Monday. So if these things are actually in place, which was evidenced by the way they performed on Monday, um, then we should be seeing an improved ability in some way, shape, or form to back up a good performance with another good performance. You, you can't play 25 rounds the way they played on Monday, right? No. No. And we've never been able to show that we can play two rounds that way. No. So the first step is being able to show that we can do one, done, done. We did that. Now we need to show we can do two. And can we, can we start to find consistency in the ability of the players in this squad to perform at that level? That's the challenge. That's first grade fo- football.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so we'll find out a lot about the team on, on Saturday. No,
1: exactly. The,
0: the, at the moment, Let's everybody.
1: What's that? Let's just enjoy what we've seen.
0: Yeah, and look at the moment. Everybody in the club deserves to take a sigh of relief and get the monkey off the back and just bask in what was what was a spectacular game, considering um, you know fans, supporters, sponsors, players, coaching staff. They enjoyed. They get the. They deserve to enjoy that. I'm stumbling over my words. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out a lot more about where this team is going character-wise on Saturday. Um, do you give us a chance?
1: Yes, I do actually, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the first time I have in about three weeks. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the game ahead, we still have to go over our three, two, one. We did say we were gonna do that.
0: Uh, good point. Yep. So yeah, you, did. Wh- so you we- go you go first. I'll give you the cab off the rank. All right. Well, All right. Why don't we go why don't we go um one one, two, two, three, three?
1: Okay, go. Yeah. All right. My one. I think my one goes to Offer. I think nice. he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that's his position. Yeah. You?
0: Uh, Dane Laurie. Yeah. Based purely on effort. Yeah. He's had he's had a, a confidence shattering start to the year, um, and he he wasn't spectacular yesterday. He was all heart, and I loved it. I love players that are all heart, all heart and effort. So one point for, for Dane.
1: Um, my, my two is because of all heart and desire and that's 12.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he's my two. Uh, I can't remember a two points going to a uh, bench spot, but he just, like you said, he, he wanted, he ran like he wanted to change that game. Mm. Yeah. So 12 my two. Um.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to say Hastings is my two uh, because he got all the limelight and he filled a pivotal role, but I don't think he was the best player for us on the field because my number
1: one was twelve. Yeah, see, my number one was Hastings.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, and and you know what was really hard as I was saying that I I was trying to work out how to fit how to fit ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah. Uh, but it was 10 pound of 10 pounds of gold, I should say, in a five-pound yeah. bag. Um, because how the hell do you leave Brooksy out? Like That's he was he was fantastic yesterday. He was. He, putting Madison on his back.
1: Yeah, oh, good. that was so good. And didn't smoke. Do you know what I loved about that? Yeah, they scored off um was it near Cora? Papaliti. Was it Papaliti, yeah. Papalitti yeah. off the off the next play. He got up. And he looked at his people to the left, and it was just like, Are you kidding? Look what yeah. I just did to a bloke twice the size I mean, You can't even do that.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was a disappointing follow up. But um, yeah, no, like, was, so that, that was.
1: It wasn't accepting the fact it was happening. Mm. It was looking at them going, Doing a Hastings, but not verbally. Do better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And look, honorable mentions too. I, I have to put Jake Simpkin in there, I have to put Brooks think- in there as I mentioned, i can probably put that
1: whole
0: starting 13 in there yeah 100% in many ways exactly right man and like james tameour um offer like Joffa offer so yeah like those four at least for me um and i i can't put hastings there even though he was clutch and he was and he was just about played the perfect game because it's too <laughs> easy. <some> reason.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's almost like it's it is almost like it's the low hanging fruit but to me 12 played above and beyond so much more than what we used to with him, um, and he was just fire in the belly. And you can see my three and my one was simply, I, I handed out those points based on desire, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Ex, not execution. Like Noffa did. Nofa did everything asked of him. His execution was bang on. Hastings' execution, elite. But I had to put the boys in for effort because that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But Like like we said, like how do you pick a three-two-one? It should have been a three-three-three-three-three-three-three. Yeah two one you
1: know yeah no that's definitely um, definitely a valid point
0: yeah uh, so look South South is slightly underdone on Saturday um, and we've had a bit of luck to be honest with um, key players out in teams that we've played recently um, we we had Melbourne missing a few um, we had we had, we had uh, Titans were missing a couple as well um, and then obviously you know junior Paulo was missing yesterday.
1: Yeah, uh, excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> center and then obviously center wing. What's that? they of a center playing on the wing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we've been pretty lucky in that regard, but Souths are still a very dangerous team and they're still most definitely a top four shake. And um, it's a short turnaround for us. So Damien
1: Cook can show what he can do. Yeah, Cook, week.
0: Cody Walker, all it takes is for them to switch on. And uh, the one thing I am I looking
1: at the squad now on the NRL app, and they obviously have the profile photos. Hmm. Tualagi and how do you say the uh, South? Kaloa
0: Matangi? Jesus, they Kilo- look
1: like.
0: Oh, Kaloa Matangi and Tualangi, they remind me of just the same player for different teams. Yeah. Good Ke- point. Keon for South has been playing really well. So yeah, that'll be a good yeah. matchup.
1: That'll be a great matchup. they on the same he's side? No. Nah, Both 11? He's on Lucha's side. Okay.
0: Well, even that's going to be a good matchup.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's no slouch in defense, Kaloa Matangi. So. Um, that yeah, that'll be interesting. So, so you, it it'll be good to be honest. it will be it should be a good game if they if we turn up. It's gonna be a really good game. It will be. It will be. I hate South, Toby.
1: Yeah, you do. Yeah,
0: you do. so South, um, South um, I would nothing more than just shove it up and
1: South <laughs> are probably one of my anyone's listening. Anyone that cares, South are probably my second favorite team. So yeah,
0: no, that's why um uh, you know. That's why you and I don't see eye to eye very often. I paradoxically <laughs> don't mind Para of all teams, whereas most Tigers fans hate Paramount, I hate, so. para.
1: hate para with a passion.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Tiger in a family of Eel supporters, so um, I guess I grew up with a soft spot for him. But, yeah, look, that should be a good game. Uh, 7.30, is that right? 7.35. On Saturday night? Yeah. 7.35, yeah, so we're the late game. So we've got a good chance to have a couple of beerios and settle in for that game. Yep. Um I think we know what we're looking to see. We just want to repeat effort. They don't have to be... Look, we don't expect them to be as heightened, but we just want to see that desire and that effort again. Show us what you can do, boy. Show us if you can back it up, right?
1: That's it. That's that's all we're after. I, yeah. I'm i not going in there expecting to win. I'm optimistic we can. Yeah. But if we can show the same, you know, it'll be hard to replicate exactly what we did yesterday against the Eels, But... We can definitely replicate that desire. And if we can replicate mm. that, that's yep. all I'm looking for. A hundred
0: percent. Yep. That's what we want. Absolutely. And if we do that, everything else will start to fall into place. We won't 100%. win every game, but things will start to fall into place. And that's what the fans have been wanting, isn't
1: it? We're oh, wanting to this. see
0: evidence of desire, effort, and willingness.
1: The one thing I will say, we're, we're talking about what has changed in the last week. Pretty certain someone went on holidays for five weeks. Maybe that uh, yeah. changed.
0: And set up a, um, a phone suspiciously in an um, Alice Springs pub just to film himself celebrating.
1: Didn't say that.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, Pasco, he's a waffle. Yeah, so um, look, um, looking forward to the game on Saturday, very much so. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you tonight, Toby, with, yeah. uh, off the back of our first win of the season. Oh, and for the third cool. time tonight long may it continue
1: yeah I was about to say it was so good to start the podcast without going I just don't have any answers well yeah, yeah. I know I
0: was I was I was disappointed you didn't open with another side tonight but maybe we'll 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 get back on the toby side train ch- soon coming too far away for the day
1: away. I could have started with this I don't have any answers but in a good mm. one
0: yeah exactly yeah speechless right
1: speechless yeah
0: Hey, uh, Toby, I'm going to go and rewatch that game for a fourth time now. So um, it's been a pleasure (laughs) talking to you as always. Very much looking forward to Saturday, mate. And go the mighty West Tigers, the winners from round six. Go the Tiggies. All right, mate. See you next week.